about. I never talked about this because I wanted to put it behind me. This happened at one of the jobs I used to work with back in the day uh, for a dietary supplement company. Um, and I was there for about three and a half years, almost four. And I, the reason why I'm talking about it now is because it's, it's a subject that a lot of women do not get believed on. When it happens to them and they go to report it, it's like her word against his. It's always, it's always the case in these situations because you think, well, if I tell on this person and we work at the same company, my job will be jeopardized. But if I don't say anything and this continues, so I say to all of you, you all have a voice, right? You have a voice. And you need to be heard. If there's something that's going on and you feel uncomfortable, you're very right as a woman to stick your, to stick up, right? You have every right as a woman to stick up for yourself and say, hey, look, so-and-so is making advances toward me. It used to be back in the day when women get into that situation that they were told that if they told anybody outside of the company or they told anybody that they know, that their jobs would be on the line. I think now with the age of technology, because now you have cameras and you can have, you can secretly record everything that's being said. He wouldn't have to know this. He can get caught and he can be reprimanded. But in this case, this was before the cell phones. I mean, yes, we had our cell phones, but nothing to the extent of the technology that we had now. So I didn't think anything of it. I was there for, my I think it was my second year, second or third year there. I worked as a regulatory associate, and it was the three of us. It was me, another girl. There was another guy there, but he was mostly for quality control. He worked in the front. And then another girl behind me, and then our manager. So I was I made friends with everybody that I talked with, but you know, it's because you've got to be for play. Even the people who did the cleaning, you know, the cleaners. And there was a male guy there who's been there a long time. He's kind of like a janitor slash cleaning person. And he's very friendly. He spoke some English, but he was a little bit of under, hard of understanding. But I always thought he understood perfectly well because how can you not, you know? I've always been in there with the company for a long time. And I thought to myself, there was one instant I was sitting at the desk and, or sitting in front of my computer. He came back from a trip. He went somewhere and he got me, he got me things. And, and my, one of my colleagues said it to me at the time, she said, isn't that unusual that a guy such as himself would give you gifts? And at the time, I didn't think of it. It, it didn't register. There's something wrong over here. It didn't register. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm not going to, I'm just going to let it go. Okay. But see, now it became more and more. He kept coming around. And at one point, I felt him lean over and he put his hand underneath my shirt. And I started to squirm, and I'm like, what are you doing? Now, I don't know if he knew that he was doing it, and he was aware of doing it, but I felt something. And he walked away, and then I went over to my coworker, and I'm like, 
I saw what he did, and he got very, very close to you, and I said, well, I felt him put his hand on my shirt. What do I do? And he goes, I think you should report it. That's what she said to me. I said, but what happens if they don't believe me? He's been with the company a long time. You still should report it. I'll come with you. We'll, we'll, you know. And I did. I was hesitant at the beginning, though, because I said to myself, well, what happens? They're not going to take his word for it. They're not going to take my word for it. They may believe him over me because he's been with the company longer. He's got the seniority. So she goes, no, no, I think that maybe this time something will come from it. If you don't say anything and he continues on, it's like you're letting him do what he's going to do. And I'm thinking, okay. So what I did was um, I had to fill out some papers. And I said, can I just keep this anonymously? I don't want anybody to know. Because... It's not that I was, it had nothing to do with me being ashamed. It's just that I wanted it to be private. She goes, well, it could be between us in the, in the group. So there was an investigation, and they asked him, and he claims that he had nothing, he didn't do anything. They didn't fire him. That's the thing, they didn't fire him. But they said that he was to stay away from me. That's kind of hard to do, though, when you see the him cleaning. He does all the cleaning and this and that. and It's really hard to do that, because you're going to run into someone at that point. And I said to myself, they really didn't do anything. I had to fill out forms, and I had, and they asked me questions, and that was it. And I felt like, you know what? This is why women don't get believed. Because now, that was back in the day. I'm sure now things have changed with technology, because now there are many ways that you can catch a person in the act that they're doing something to you, and it makes you uncomfortable. You could record it. You could do anything you can and let people know, hey, this is what happened. And he has threatened me, and he said this to me. He said, if I told anybody, say to yourself, as a woman, would you let yourself be put into that type of situation and let it continue on knowing that if you do say something, your job will be at risk? Or will you speak up and say something? And if I were all of you, speak up and say something. You have a voice. Let yourself be heard. And if for some reason they don't believe you, then you have every right as a woman to say, hey, look, if you're not going to believe me, I'm out of here. You know, yeah, I may like working here, but I'm not going to be working at a job where it's, it's you know, they they're, they believe him over me. Because, again, it's the same thing when you get assaulted. A lot of, that's the same thing, the reason why a lot of women won't report it. Because they're afraid that if, if they do tell what happened to them, nobody will take pity upon them. They will be accused. They will say, oh, you wanted it, this and that. It's hard for a woman to stand up for herself when you've got that male attitude. Especially when you go into the courtroom and you get the, 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 uh, the, the prosecutor or the defense attorney or whatever you want to call it come at you and say, oh, you wanted it, didn't you? Look at the way you were dressed. They make you cry. They, they put you out there so they can make you cry. And I'm like, no. I didn't do anything to him. I wasn't wearing anything suggestive. But this is what he did to me. He violated me. And you don't think I have the right to speak up? Because nowadays you think, why is it that women get the short end of the stick? When it comes to that, would it have been different if it was the other way around and it was a woman boss and a man was the one who got attacked? If a man got attacked, well, when men always say, well, we could take care of ourselves. You don't get it. You have the right, whether you're a man or a woman, you have the right, the God-given right to say something, to speak.
speak up, to defend yourself. Because if you don't and you let it go on, you're going to be just as more of a victim than anything. You're going to let someone manipulate you and talk you into doing things you may not feel like doing. Here's another example. Now, this is not sexual harassment, but it could be a form of it. At that same job, my manager had gone on vacation, and we were left in charge of, of taking care of and holding things down. And my colleague at the time, she said to me, she goes, I wouldn't be surprised if this, these account executives, these salespeople come around and try to make you do something that you know is incorrect. So I thought to myself, okay, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to come at you and they're going to tell you to do something that you know in your heart is not right. They're trying to twist it. Whatever you do, hold your ground. And that's what I did. If it means losing my job, so be it. I lost my job. I'm not going to do anything unethical. And then it comes back to me. And I'm the one to be, quote, put the blame on. It's not going to happen. By no means is it going to happen like that. No means. See, this is what I tell all of you, anybody who's listening. And it doesn't matter who you are. Again, it could be men and women. If the situation was was different. Because... Most of the times you think, okay, again, women have the hardest job. We women have the hardest job. It's tough being a woman because we wear many hats, right? But we also have a voice. And we need to use that voice, not to silence it, to speak up. My mother and father, especially my father, said to me, if there's something that's bothering you, speak up. What is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, I lose this job. Yeah, so be it. I will go out and find another job. But if you know in your, in your heart that something doesn't feel right and your gut tells you to get out or to say something, do it. Regardless of what the, the consequences are going to be. Because again, if I had not said anything and that guy was still touching me, I would have a hard time just going into that company and doing my job because every time I see him, that's the, I'm giving him the, the power I'm enabling him to do what he did to me and not say a word. And when they questioned him, he says, I don't know what you're talking about. He played the card of, well, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't do any of this. I didn't do And they believed him. Of course you're going to believe him because he's been there a lot longer. I was only there for about, it was my third year that I was there that happened. I said, I can't believe this. So again, if the situation was reversed, and it was a woman doing this to a man, what would be the outcome? Would it still be the same? Would you lose your job over something that you believe was wrong to begin with? He had no right to do that, and he did. Same thing when someone asks you to do something that's unethical. Are you going to do it? Because think about this. Whatever industry you work at, and it just cannot be just an office job. It could be any industry, even in entertainment. They will make you do things because, hey, that's the policy. What if I said to you, I don't agree with that? What if I don't agree? What if I don't do what you want me to do? What are you going to do then? Are you going to let me go? Go ahead. I can go out there and make my own rebuttal. I can go out there and say what's on my mind. Because I'm sure there are a lot of people right now that have gone through this or I have gone through, so we'll be going through this in your lifetime. And whatever job you work at, 
whether you're a man or a woman, because it can happen to both sexes, but more so it happens to women. Women get either told, if you tell, it means losing your job, or if you do this. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize my job, but at the same time, I'm not going to do something that's going to make me a victim. I don't want to be a victim. I've been a victim all my life. I don't want to be a victim anymore. I want to be a victorious woman of victory. That's what you think is victory, right? I've never told this. I've never talked about it. I try to put it behind me, but I feel like it's important that people should know this. In all the years that I've been on this planet, I've always said, and, I've, and, and I'm going to say it all of you. Now, I never was able to say it back in the day, but I think this was even after I got sick. This was back. Well, this happened. This particular incident happened in the early 2000s. And then I got sick. And then I also got treated unfairly at one of the companies that I thought was, quote, my home, because they took one look at me and they said, well, we don't want to take the chance of you getting sick all over again, so we're going to let you go. I'm like, really? When all this time you said to me your job is intact and we care about what happens to you and we want you to get well, then you turn around and you give the job to someone else. That's a slap in the face. Now, I could have easily, I could have easily sued, but I didn't. This was for a cosmetics company they worked for when I was going through my illness, when I got sick at that time. And I was only there for about maybe two and a half, three years at the most. And you think to yourself, wow. See, this is why I say to all of you, sometimes when you go through like an illness or you go through some type of situation, you see things in a different light. People will tell you, shh, don't say anything, because if you do, you're going to lose your job. Well, guess what? I'm not going to work in a company that's making me uncomfortable, and I'm not going to be in an industry where you're going to make me do something against my will. That's like a form of, 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 of almost like um, you're forcefully doing, making somebody do something that they know in their heart is not right. I never told my mother, I never told anybody in my family what happened to me. I kept it I kept it quiet. I don't think my mother would have understood, but then I think she would have been, you have every right to defend yourself. Now, of course, in that situation with the sexual harassment, I stayed at my job, but then I got to the point where, you know what? I still felt uncomfortable. And I saw him, and, and, I, and he avoided me, and I avoided him. It was just the idea that that image I could never get out of. So at that time, when I was at that company, they just took over new management I left or rather they downsized me and I was happy to leave there anyway because I didn't want to face that and I had to learn from that experience and I did learn from it I learned that all of you have a voice use it isn't that what your voice is for to speak up if you don't speak up how are people going to know that there's something bothering you and then again body language says it all even if you don't say anything or they could see it in your face, a facial expression. If you look at people's facial expressions, you would tell if a person's upset or not. Sometimes they hide it very well. See, with me, if somebody says, you know, if I'm talking with someone on the phone and they say to me, what's wrong? I'll be like, nothing. He's like, don't say nothing. I hear it in your voice. What's wrong? Tell me. Talk to me. And sometimes I'll just break down crying. And other times, not so much. But... 
The point is this, women. Women, men, because anybody can go through this type of harassment. It's not just relegated to women, but the majority of them are women. Because again, they are made to feel like, hey, it's like if your if your if your manager is a male. Not all of not all of them are like this, but there are some that feel like, well, I have her as my secretary, so I want her not only to do stuff in the office, but personal things for me. No, because that's not part of the job description. And a woman has every right to say, hey, look, I'm not going to do this. And if it means losing my job, so be it. Because again, even if you could prove that this is happening, think back to a time before technology, before technology became a big deal. Because again, technology, you say to yourself, well, what's going on here? There's a lot of things that's going on. And one of them is you have every right as a human being to speak up if you know that there's something wrong. You have every right. You have every right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does not matter what what industry you work for. If, you, if somebody asks you to do something unethical, are you going to do it? And think about this. If you did it, but then you get backed into a corner. If someone says to me, if you don't do this, I will smear your name all over the place or I will I will uh, trash your your air, your name all over and and anybody who hears your name will not want to go near you because they will know that's that's like blackmail right there and you think to yourself are you serious you're really gonna do that so you have a you have a choice you have a choice to make you say to yourself what do I need to do to convince you this happened. See, sometimes people don't want to believe it. Sometimes say, well, you know, I can go out there and blow the whistle. You could come after me and say, do you have proof? Yeah, I've done my research. Yes, I've done my research. I've looked up what you were accused of doing. And they wiped the slate clean. I'm no longer that guy. I've changed. You want to know something? I don't buy that BS. That's rubbish pure rubbish. My mother had said to me, you got to be careful as a woman, because as we women know, we get taken advantage of easily. I said, oh, no. And that's why I said I used to carry mace with me. The survivor run into a situation like that? I'm ready. Got the pepper spray going. You try something on me? Hey, I can learn to do karate. Anything you can do to protect yourself. But the most important thing that you can do is use your voice. Speak up, because not many people are going to know what's going on. You can hide from it, and you can pretend, hey, this is not happening to me, and you can deny it, and you can do all of that, because you're afraid, if I tell, I'm going to lose my job, and I'm not going to be believed. But if you don't tell, you're always going to be a victim. Don't be a victim. Just as simple as that. Don't be a victim. If you have someone you can confide in, a family member, a friend, if you're married, you have your husband or whatever, confide in them. Isn't that what they're there for? See, for me, because I didn't have anybody. I didn't tell anybody in my family. Nobody knew what was going on. I never told anybody because I wanted to kind of forget about it. I mean, and I thought, well, I won't have to think about it ever again because once I'm out of that company, boom. But I've run into situations like that where it's very uncomfortable. Men look at you. Like you're a piece of meat. Men look at you up and down. You've never seen a woman before? Do me a favor. Don't do that to me. Don't put me in that corner. 
If my father and mother were alive, both of them were alive, you did not hear the end of it. My father did not like it when men mistreated women in that way. And he has some choice words to say to men. Boy, would he let you have it. And my mother, my mother could just give you a look and put fear in you. That's exactly what she does. She puts fear in people. You don't have to say a word. And they both believe in the evil eye. So if I can use the evil eye on my enemies, I will. I don't have to say anything to you. But the thing I want to know is this. Ladies, don't become a victim. Don't remain a victim. If someone's harassing you on the job, if someone is harassing you anywhere, you have every right to speak up and say something. And if you tell me, well, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job, or let me ask you something. Wouldn't you rather speak up than not say anything? Because if you don't say anything, it's like saying, I choose to be a victim. That's basically what you're saying. And who, seriously, who wants to be a victim? We as individuals, as humans, have a right to speak up. We as humans have a right to defend ourselves from anything, from anyone. You know, you, you say you protect your family, right? And then the same thing like in an abusive relationship, and I've seen this now. Women, if you have children, you don't want your children to be put into that dysfunctional home for a minute longer because children copy what grown-ups do. And if you see your son acting like your husband and your daughter acting like you, when she gets to be her, your age and she gets married to a violent man, you know where she t picked up that behavior from? You. You taught her that. And then your son will be like his, your husband. He will say, oh my God, you know, my mother got beaten up by my, my father. So I guess this is what you do when, when a woman gets out of hand. You enabled him to do that. And not only did he learn from, from you, he also learned that it's okay to be violent. No, no, it's not okay. Again, my father was of the opinion that, and I remember this now, we were out, I went shopping with him. There was an argument in the supermarket. I heard screaming. And you know what I heard now? This is what I heard. I heard someone go like this, really loud. And I said to my dad, I said to my dad, Daddy, I heard somebody go like this. And a man was fighting with his wife out loud. And I saw him slap his wife across the face. I saw him do that. And my father was like, you know, very disgusted by seeing that. I said to daddy, why did he do that? Why, daddy, why did he do that? I says, he has no right to put his hands on a woman. He has no right to raise his hand to a woman. Why? Because she didn't do what he asked, to, asked of her to do? You never put your hands on a woman, ever. That's a coward's way. My father shook his head. Didn't want to get involved because he was afraid that, well, you know, 
it's none of our business, but at the same time, I looked at that woman. I can't remember how old I was, but I could tell you, I had tears coming in my eyes. And then I said, I'm so grateful that my father does not do that to my mother. Because if my father, because my father had a temper, and him and my mother would fight, but he never once raised his hand. He says, I'm not gonna do that. That would make me a man that you would be afraid of, and it's true. He says, that would, I, would, I don't wanna be the kind of husband or father for my wife and my daughters to be afraid of me. I don't want them to be afraid of me. I want them to see me as someone who will protect them, who will love them at all costs. That's what my father said. And any man, and he says, any man who lays a hand on my daughters, it's not gonna happen. That's how much of a father and, and he was to me. And he was such a great husband to my mother. And my mother was lucky to have them. Yes, they had their fair fights. I've, I've heard them. I haven't seen them yet. My father says, you know, if my temper ever got the best of me, I would go take a walk. There's no sense in me start, because once you, let me, let me put this to all of you men out there. When you start to put your hands on a woman, and that's the only way you know how to control them or keep them quiet, just remember before you do that, think about what you're going to do. Think about it. Is it worth for you to do that? And then she has every right to get the cops involved. If the policemen get involved, they're gonna, they're gonna take you away. Is that how you want your life to be? Do you want your children to be afraid of you? Do you want your wife to always be afraid of you because every time she opens up her mouth, you have to like? No, because that's a coward's way. Men are taught to love and respect, to treat women like queens, like how they should be. But there are a lot of, there are some men that I've known in the past that they use their fists to convey a point. And as a woman, you have every right to fight back. You have every right to fight back. Well, I don't condone violence. But how many times are you going to get yourself smacked? How many times are you going to get the black eyes? How many times are you going to get thrown across the room? How many times is that going to happen? How many times do I have to raise my voice to you and say, stop? Because children, again, copy of what grown-ups do. You don't want your children to end up in that type of situation. It's a cycle that has to be broken. And you know you have and you, you know who has to break it? You as a mother, you as a woman have to break that cycle. You don't want your children to be like you and your husband. Because again, children don't need to be put into that type of environment. So when I talk about any form of sexual harassment, assault, abuse. We have every right to say something. We have every right to defend ourselves. Do not become victims. Say, I refuse to become a victim. I refuse to become a victim. I am a woman. I am a man. I am a person, a human being who has a voice. If I cannot say what I'm going to say, Actions speak louder than words. Actions. Think of the word action. Let's break down the word action. A. Admirable. C. Courageous. T. Terrific. I. Intelligent. O. Outstanding. N.
never-ending. Action. Action. Speak louder than words. If you cannot voice how you feel, then you can express yourself. I'm not saying get violent, but there are times when you have to say to yourself, if I'm put into a situation, I'm backed into a corner, and I cannot use my voice, the next best thing is for me to protect myself in any way I know how, and to have anybody in my life to be protected. Just think about this. We're only put on this earth, and we only have one life to live, right? How we choose to live our life and how we choose to express ourselves, that's our own right. You know, and if you have somebody in your life that you care about, you will say something. You will support them and you will say something. When you have children, you're going you're gonna to take them out of that situation. Now, yes, it means I'm going to give up my home. I'm going to give up a, a, you know, a place for my kids to, 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 to live in and, and I would have to go out and get a job. You're going to do whatever you got to do to get a better life for your kids than the, live, the life that they're living now. Why should they have to suffer in silence? Why should they have to suffer, period? Children need to grow up in, in, in a good home, not in a dysfunctional home. But you think to yourself, and I've seen, and I've heard this about women now. Well, you know, if I take them out of this home, where are we going to live? I'm sure you have relatives you could stay or somebody you could stay at a front, or temporarily a shelter. Now, a lot of people, a lot of women don't want to stay in a shelter. What's the alternative? To stay in a home you know that is not going to be safe for you and for them. Because if he could take out his anger on you, guess who he's going to turn to next? He'll get tired of taking out his anger on you, and he'll turn to your children. And you're not going to let that happen, right? Because you as a mother, you as an adult, you as a parent, will do whatever you can to protect your children from him. Because again, I never grew up in a dysfunctional home. I was surrounded by people, neighbors, kids that I used to go to school with that had abusive parents. And what would happen? Usually the father would attack the wife or the mother. The father would attack the mother and then would turn his anger on his own children. I remember this now. I told you about the incident with the cop. His cop, his wife, I knew the little girl. We were all kids. We were, we were outside. And then she was trying to get her daughter to go into the house. And her, and her daughter was giving her a hard time. And her father came home. He was on his lunch break. He was a cop. Now, when the wife came out, she had bruises on her. I'm thinking, yeah, he beats up on her. And she covers it up so well. But at the same time, when you ask her what happened to you, she'll lie right in front of you. You know why? Because of that fear. They think, oh, well, I'm married to a cop. They're not going to believe me. Because, you know, they think, okay, men who are in the police force, not all of them are bad. But there are some that will stick to their own kind. Because you think, well, I can't report him. He'll lose his job. And then it'll be worse. Yeah, but then if you stay with him, he'll kill you. And then your child will be without a mother. And then he'll go to jail, and she will what? Be raised by who? Other relatives? Or she'll be, she'll be made into an orphan? Is that the kind of life you want your children to have? I told you about my friend back in the day in college where he had said, I grew up in a dysfunctional family, and lucky I did not turn out to be like my father, but I saw my father did on my mother on a daily basis. He would verbally attack, he would emotionally put her down, he would physically put his hands on her. A few times he got into the middle of the argument. I said, how old were you? I said, I was five years old. Five. 
said I didn't like the idea of having my father hurt my mother. And sometimes for no reason. His father would come home, a bad day from work, his mother happened to be there, boom, instant punching back. So one day he came home from school. Now he was about, he was a little older. He got to be, he was about nine years old. And then he was afraid to bring his friends over to the house because as soon as they were walking down, even a few blocks away, he heard shouting. He heard stuff being thrown around. He was like, oh my God. Come, runs into the house and his mother is laying there. She had bruises and there was broken glass everywhere. And he's like, he went up to his mother. He goes, where's dad? And he goes, he went out. And I'm like, we're leaving. We're not staying in this house anymore. Now, for a nine-year-old, he was brave. He had said, I'm not going to live in this type of home and have him hurt you for no reason. Stick up for yourself. And it seemed like, when he was telling me the story, he said to me, I can't understand my mother. I could not understand her because either she was so afraid of him, she was afraid he was going to put his hands on her, he was going to do whatever it was to her. She was afraid that if she left, he would find a way to bring her back. But I'm like, but if you don't stay, you're going to be dead. That's basically what it comes down to. You let him continue to hurt you every single time. At some point, you're going to either end up in the hospital or you're going to end up dead. Which is it going to be, right? So he had said to me, I made a point. They packed up their stuff because now that he was out, it was a chance for them to escape. They got everything together for a nine-year-old and they called relatives. He called his relatives, and then he actually called the cops on his father. They found his father in the bar bragging to his friends or the people who would listen to him, hey, guess what I did to my wife? And now when I'm done with this trick, I'm going to go back and teach her another lesson. It's basically what he said, but the cops were waiting outside, and they, they arrested him. And to this day, he's like, I saved my mother, but she was in very bad condition because she, I didn't recognize her. I thought she was dead. At one point, she wasn't moving. And I was like, I'm not going to live like this. See, now he grew up to hate men who did that to women. He never turned out to be like his father. And his father, years later, got remarried and did the same thing. And they ended up arresting him. And then at some point, it became where they wouldn't let him out of jail. Because he, he, I think the second wife that he had, he killed her. So he was put in prison. And when he heard about it, I said, how do you feel about your father? And he goes, I couldn't care less. He says, that SOB got what he deserved. And you didn't turn out like him. Why? Because you knew at that young age, this is not the kind of life you want to live. You had a voice and you spoke up. And I'm proud of you because you're here to talk about it. How many years later, you're here to talk about it. But at some point when I spoke with him, he felt that, and this was the same man who almost tried to kill himself. He's like, I lost my job. I said, you can go out and get another job. Uh, I met this girl, but then I had a relationship with her, and then she, she slept with my best friend. There's other women out there who could do better. What hurt me was that he was ready to give up on his life. And I said, remember that story you told me? How you saved your mother? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you survived it, didn't you? You had a voice and you spoke up. And both you and your mother had a better life from that. So you're telling me all of that and everything that you've done so far isn't something to be proud of? You're going to take your life for what? Because you lost a job? Because you lost a woman? Come on now. 
I could see great things that will be done by you for other people. What have you always said to me? In order for you to continue on with your life, you gotta keep on going out there and trying and trying. Yeah, I said, you are gonna fail, you're gonna make mistakes. Guess what? You could achieve anything you want. I mean, look at me now. Look at me now. I've been on this podcast show for three years and I started late in life. And now I wanna go out there and see if I can bring my movie to life. And in order for me to do that, I have to go through every studio whether here in America or overseas, I think I have a better shot of doing it overseas because here in America, they're a little bit biased. Not everybody's gonna wanna take your story. Not everybody's gonna be interested. But if I get a sell to an international audience, I'm not gonna give up until I get somebody to approve it. And I have my conditions here. I've said, look, here's the premise of what this movie's about. I can even provide you with a script if you want tell you what it's all about and the proceeds it'll be a 50 50 split this will help people in underdeveloped countries or in the poorer poorest sections of where they're living to help with health care food shelter jobs whatever it is because everybody needs a chance at life everybody needs a chance to grow everybody needs a chance to live isn't that what it's all about we only have a short time in our life If every time we say we're going to give up, we're going to fail, well, guess what? We're going to give up and we're going to fail all the time. Look at me. Look at my success story. How many times have I fallen down? I picked myself up. How many times did I say I was going to give up? How many times did I say I was going to take my life and I didn't? And I've had those feelings. I still have those feelings, but I'm stopping myself. Why? Because for me to go down that path, what's that going to prove? It's not going to help the situation. Everything that you're dealing with right now, every problem that you're going through, it's always going to be there. If you take yourself out, you're not only doing yourself hurt and not only hurting yourself, what about the people that matter to you? You don't think that it's going to hurt them? Oh, it's going to cut like cut deep, deep into their soul. They're going to be asking why. Why did he or she do it? What happened? I want to know. I have cheated death how many times? And I'm still here to talk about it. And yes, I'll admit to all of you, I'm sensitive. I'm a sensitive woman. I cry easily. There's nothing wrong with that because I'm showing you my tears. I'm showing you that crying is a strength. Any emotion that you could display is a strength. If you say to me, and I've heard this now, because someone asked me this one time and I was trying out for a play. They said, show me sadness. Now I had to think and I said, I don't have to think. There's the two most people that I miss the most, my mother and father. And without them and all of their teachings, I probably wouldn't be around. And if it wasn't for my late mother who saved me, I was ready to give myself up after I had cancer. I was ready to go, I can't do this. And she said, no, it's not your time. You still need to do the work that I've given you to do. He gave you a second chance. You need to go out there and fulfill your mission. I like to give, and I always tell all this to people, but what if you have very little? You could still give what you can. Are you gonna miss it? No. Everything that I do to promote this movie, if I can get someone to promote it for me, and need help along the way, I want the proceeds to go to the people who need it the most. Then it will make me feel better. Do I want compensation? No, but I do want an award. Any award I want is just a trophy with my name on it. That will make me happy. Or welcome me to your country. 
have a parade, have a feast, whatever it is, whatever it might be. Because right now, I'm feeling for all of you that don't have a voice. If you don't have a voice and you don't speak up, you will remain victims all your life. Do not be a victim. Be a hero. Be some inspiration. Be great. Be be more than what you are now. But whatever you do, don't be a victim. Don't silence your voice. Speak up. Speak up not just for yourself, but everybody who's being affected right now. It makes a difference. It makes a real difference. So to conclude this episode, if you have something to say, speak up. Speak up. Speak loud and clear. Let your voice be heard. Let your voice be heard. God bless all of you. Take care.